0: So I will be teaching the word this morning. Pastor Jose is uh, preaching at another church. He was blessing them today. They were having their pastor appreciation. So he's there ministering to them. So let's keep him in prayer that he does a a fantastic job there. We know he will because he's bringing them the word and he's excited about that. So, you know, that's where he's at. So today you got me. I'm pinch hitting for a pastor and I'm going to continue the series with the upside down. And, you know, this this whole series, I'm really honestly has been really challenging people, has been really changing your mindset and really helping you to see something different. I love what Pastor Jose was sharing. He says, you know, the the kingdom of God is not about improving your old life. It's about giving you a whole brand new life, right? And with that comes a set of new instructions that you have to know. Because if not, you're going to keep living the old life and trying to fit it into the new life. And that's not what God has called us to. And, you know, he came to turn our world, our lives upside down. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad he did. Right. I'm so glad that he did that. I don't want the old mixing with the new. Right. I want the new totally. And I want my mind renewed to the new things that God has. So let me share with you this morning before I get into the title of this message. The power that drives the kingdom is love. Remember that everything that God does is because of love, because he is love. And as we think about it now, let's just take a moment to think about, you know, what we see right now in this world, what we see happening in this in this world system. Gradually, it is trying to push God out of the heart and the mind of people. Would you agree? You see a lot of angry people out there, angry drivers. I hope you're not one of them. Angry people at the store, angry everywhere you go, and, it, and they keep going further and further away from God, creating their own problems, but yet pointing to everybody else like you're the problem. You see, God has made it so that we cannot properly define ourselves without being in relationship with him. Without a relationship with God, people are confused. They're trying to figure out who they are. And this is what we see. Parents, this is sometimes what you see in your own children. That's why it's so important to continue speaking to them on their identity in Christ. Continue speaking to them. See, we speak the problem, speak the solution. People search and pay big money to try and find, find out who they are. It's no wonder we live in a day and age where people, again, are so confused about their identity. We see the rise in depression and anxiety in this country, right? We see teenagers and young adults, um, suicides on the rise, uh, disobedience, rebellion on on the rise. We see violence everywhere, right? Even in places where there was no violence, like it wasn't a place to be, you know, that they had so much violence. now you see violence getting out of control, you know, where it wasn't an issue before. All over our country, chaos. We see a byproduct of a society not having an agreed upon definition of what love is. Come on, let's, let's talk about that. See the power that drives the kingdom is love, but the power that drives and moves the ki- the, uh, the kingdom of darkness is not. First John four. Chapter four, verses seven through nine says this: Dear friends, let us love one another, for the love for, I'm sorry, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. I don't think there's any mincing words there, right? Because God is what? He's love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Everybody say live through him, not live on our own. Many people are living through themselves. Without God, so hence you don't see love operating through them and, and, and out you know, into the world from them. Even Ecclesiastes 8, 9, it talk, I didn't put it up, but it talks about the wicked and the power to hurt each other. See, hurting and all that comes from, from the enemy. It comes from the wicked one, the deceiver, the supplanter, the liar. And when you see that operating, you see that there's a lack of love there because that person or that person that's being used by that doesn't understand God's love. Maybe even doesn't understand God. The only only God can restore things as he meant them to be. Without him, we are left with a war on words only he can define. Many people are trying to define love in many different ways, even now in society. And the only one that can define love is God because he is love. Amen. I like to talk to you today on the topic. It's time to move. It's time to move. Now, you're going to get it in a moment because I know you see these boxes. And usually when you look at boxes, what it makes you think about moving, right? Sometimes packing some things up moving them out the way or, or you packing up and moving. And I'm telling you, church, that we've been doing this series to wake up the people of God to let you know it's time to move. Amen. See, love, again, is the power that drives the kingdom. This love is alive. It keeps moving. And unless we move in the direction of the kingdom, we are not moving at all. Did you hear that? Unless we're moving in the direction of love, unless we're moving with the kingdom, we're not moving. So many people think they're moving. So many people think they're doing. But it's just religious acts. I love what Paul, you know, some of you know me for a long time. You know Paul is one of my, besides Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, Paul's like my my, 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 number four. I can't wait to meet Paul in heaven. I want to sit down and talk to him about, man, Paul, you are such a G. Well, Paul. Look like what you did. and I, You were like radical. God radically changed, you know, saved him, right? And in the book of Acts, Paul and his companions, you know, they're traveling through Greece, and, and he stops at, at Thessalonica. And, you know, there's a Jewish synagogue there. And as was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue to teach them from the scriptures. It's like today, you're coming to the, the, the house of God, the synagogue, right? And I'm teaching you about, about the Lord. From the scriptures, and he was explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead, and this is what Paul had told me. Said this Jesus I'm proclaiming to you is the Messiah, right? And he's in, and and some of the Jews there they were persuaded, and they were like, wow, we never heard this, and they joined Paul and Silas, and you know some of the other people, and, and, and there were some God fearing Greeks there, and there, and also if you study this out, there were some really predominant women that followed. But then there were other Jews who were jealous. So they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace. And they formed a mob. This sounds familiar. See, nothing is new, what we're seeing. And started a riot in the city. Now, isn't it just like the enemy? When you're about to to get the good news, when you're about to get that breakthrough, he stirs up bad characters, right? (laughs) He doesn't. Listen, this is why I always tell you, he is not a creator of anything. He's an imitator. He doesn't do anything new. He does the same thing over and over and over. And we're the ones that fall for it. We can't fall for it no more. So as soon as it was night, the believers that were there, they sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. Now, on arriving there to Berea, they went to the Jewish synagogue again. See, Paul was about God's business. He didn't just go there and say I'm on vacation. They're trying to hurt me back there, so let me just sit here and hide. What he did, he went back to the synagogue to teach again. And there the Berean Jews received the message with great eagerness. And what did they do? They examined the scripture every day to see what Paul to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed. And while Paul was waiting there in Athens, he was greatly distressed. He was moved. He he was seeing that although the Bereans, Bereans, they they were believing and he he went along to Athens, he saw that they were all full of idols. He was distressed. He was moved. So he reasoned in the synagogue. Went again to the synagogue with both the Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace, day by day. Day by day. With those that happened to be there, a group of philosophers, the truth seekers, the lovers of wisdom. And he began to debate with them. And some of them asked him, they were like, who is this blabberer? What is he talking about? Others remarked, man, he seems to be advocating for foreign gods. And they said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. But they couldn't understand it. There were so many idols blocking them from seeing the truth. So let's go to Acts 17, verse 19 19 through 28. So then they took him and brought him to a meeting place of the um, Areopagus. And where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting you are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians um, and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking and listening to the latest ideas. Sound familiar? But then Paul stood up in the meeting and said, people of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. Sound familiar? And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed time in history and the boundaries of their lands god did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any one of us for in him we live and move and have our being Paul said this, and in this message to the people of Athens, Paul was not only giving them the truth of the good news of the gospel, which again, they could not understand it because all they did was what? Sit around and spend their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul even quotes one of the poets own um um his own little lines to capture their attention that line right there at the end for in him we move we live and move and have our being was a quote that they were quoting about their fake gods and paul quotes them he wanted to convey the truth that we as a people now hear this church we live we move and we have our being because of god not because of lifeless statues, false gods, people, places, things, culture. Not because of what people conjure up. We move, we live, we breathe because of God. We, not, we didn't come into being by the idols people have built from themselves. Paul wanted to convey the truth that God loves us, which was made evident by the, you know, his son coming down to die for us. God created us us by the works of his hands. That God God made a way for us to be in relationship with him. And thus his purposes and plans are for a greater purpose. Paul knew this truth. Paul had lived this truth. Before, Paul was the one that was killing the Christians. And God radically changed him. Love entered in and changed this man. Now he knew the truth and he had to do something with the truth. How many of you know we cannot know the truth and do nothing with it? Say that again. You can't know the truth and do nothing with it. Yet many people are still just sitting down, doing nothing, listening. It's time to move. Paul was troubled, Paul was moved. To see so many people far from God, knowing that God had made a way for them to be in relationship with him, but seeing that they were more concerned with the idols, the things that they built for themselves. Isn't it interesting that this is the very thing that happens today? We see it. So many people seeking truth and so many people having truth, yet not willing to move. Not willing to get out their comfort zone, not willing to do something about it. Well, I pray after this that you understand that it's time to move. It's time to do. Just this week, I'm going to share a a quick story of what happened this week. Some of you may know this and, and some of you may not, but they were planning to have a witchcraft class in the library in Newburgh to teach about uh, rituals and spells to the children. I know, incredible. Who in their right mind, right? So I got wind of it a week ago or so, whatever, and then we called up and we were doing our due diligence because it's time to move. It's enough of enough, enough of the church being quiet. So you guys know me. I call myself Annette the Demon Slayer. (laughs) I'm not afraid. So I went and and I, so Monday we contacted somebody in the district and we, you know, we were trying to see, but then the next day there's a water main break. So nobody could reply. And I'm like, oh, no, devil, you're not going to you could break every water pipe in this whole city. That's not happening. Right. So the next day (laughs) we contact and, and you know, we're trying to figure out what's happening. So I'm sitting there and I get up that morning and I'm praying. Now, prior to that, that Monday, we we had our leadership training with, you know, with our leadership here. And um, I had told them anybody coming with me, because if this still happens, I'm going to go out there and pray. So I don't care if you're going to come with me, come with me. But if I'm by myself, I'm by myself. But I'm going to go out there and pray. Because I know that the prayers of the righteous avails much. So I was there they're like, okay. So two of them said, I'm coming with you. Some of them couldn't go because they had connect groups. I said, okay, no problem. So we put it out. So then that morning I wake up and I'm like, no, we were praying. So I said, Lord, the Lord told me, send it out to the leadership to send out to people in the, in the connect groups and send it out so that we can start praying. Because how many of you know that one can send, you know, a thousand to flight? Come on, but us together, you know how many we could send to fight? So then we did that, and the word started spreading. I even heard some of the men were like, we're going. We're going over there. I said, like, we're not going to start a riot. Although it felt like we were going to start a riot. <laughs> Listen, I tried to put my old ways behind me because, you know, the Vaseline was coming out and the earrings, but I, I put it down. I put that down, and name of Jesus, get thee behind me, Vaseline, Right? I'm going to fight with Jesus, not fight with with my hands. So we put it out there, and and the word was going out, and we were praying. And then this one lady rose up who had a voice where we wanted to go. And the Lord spoke to her and said, I'm going to probably mess it up, but this was the gist of it. I've given you a voice. Use it. So she used it contacted the the district and contacted people and made phone calls and called up and called the library and blah 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 and long story short after much prayer and much standing show it this is what they were planning in our backyard modern witchcraft first it was called 21st century witchcraft so I said, well, if you can have a witchcraft class and I could have 21st century prayer and show people how to pray, right? But we didn't have to fight with our, with our hands. We didn't have to, it was love that moved us to pray. But it was love that also moved us to take action. And with that action, you can take that off now. We ain't giving no props to the enemy. Right, with that action, we were able to stop the plan of the enemy. Why? Because I love Newburgh because I love the people in Newburgh, because God has knit my heart here, and hopefully he's knit your heart here, that this is where we're starting out. And this is our training ground for where God wants to take us. If we can't love here, we can't go saying we love somewhere else. See, I even had some of those people not, they even made an article about this. They put an article, at, <laughs> Somebody called me some names. I was laughing. I was like, yes. Just like the devil. Calling you all types of stuff, but I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and never beneath. I'm not afraid. (laughs) So they put an article and now they're identifying I am a witch. So you know what? I wasn't satisfied with just praying that that didn't happen here because if I don't want it to happen here, I don't want it to happen in somebody else's neighborhood. So I prayed, well, you identified as a witch, and I'm identifying you as a worshiper, a worshiper of the living God. So let her become from a witch to a worshiper, Jesus. And I prayed that God would send people that are moved with love to speak to this woman and help her out of her error so that she also can live eternally with the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Listen. It's time to move. Listen, we have to move in the direction of the kingdom. And it's time that you live like you're alive. Oh, I'm here to pump you up this morning. You gotta live like you're alive. When you know the word of God and you know the truth of God, man, you know that the love of God is the power that enables. You see, they think that we did it out of malice. No, I did it out of love. I love the people too much. Can you imagine our children going to school and casting spells on each other? Come on, can you imagine them trying to delve? And it's bad enough they got all these movies on TV. They got all this junk on TV that they're all exposed to, and now you want to bring that here? Oh no, Satan, back up! You're not bringing that here. And we, as a church, you know, we we sit here and, and we had those nice little, you know, those uh. Things that pastor put us, you know, for the refrigerators, those magnets. We are the church. We are the church. Let's move and be like the church. (laughs) He says we live. We live. We live because of God. So live like you're alive. 1 John 4 verses 13 through 15 says this. This is how we know we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. There was no way that I can just be still and say, oh, it's okay, let that happen. There was something in my spirit that felt that was wrong. It's wrong. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. I know and I rely on the love that God has. See, the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. It's alive, ladies and gentlemen. It's alive, right? And believing the good news of the gospel is the way that you enter in. You know, Jesus even told Nicodemus, you know, about the kingdom. He told him it was invisible to most people. Uh, to understand it or experience it, in order to experience it, the person had to be renewed in their spirit. Jesus made a way for all that would believe and receive him as a son of God to be accepted in God's kingdom. See, the kingdom is the good news of the gospel because Jesus is the kingdom of God. Amen? Jesus, uh, the kingdom is the good news for ordinary people because they can be part of the kingdom. As believers, we should always rely on the very love that drew us to himself. That love should also move us to love others like Paul. Without that love, we cannot experience the fullness of life in the kingdom of God. How can you say you love? And and I'm not saying, you know, pointing at you, but I'm just giving you, you know, food for thought. How can we say we love, yet do nothing to help, do nothing to, to reach out, do nothing? Then you're, not, then you're not really moving in love. Another thing that happened this week was there was a, 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 a mom, a young mom, who found herself in a situation, and she needed milk for her baby. It is sad that in this country, we have a milk shortage for babies. You guys are aware of that, right? And mothers are trying to find milk, and, and the milk is, is like, I was shocked how, how expensive um, powdered milk is. And she found herself in the situation. And so I happened to call her this week just to touch base and see how she's doing. And she gave me the answer, I'm good. But I had to dig deeper. See, love moves you to dig deeper, amen? Because in my spirit, I knew God had placed her in my heart for a reason. So if God placed you in my heart, then really tell me how you're really doing she cried and she said, I need this, you know, there's certain things that I need. I'm in a situation right now and, and I need this for my baby. And I said, okay, well, we can make that happen. So right there I'm looking and I'm researching for this milk. And it's a special milk because the baby's a preemie. So it has to be a special milk. I'm like, okay, we're going to make this happen. So I did what I could. And I, I, I was, oh, well, I, I'd send Pastor Jose to certain, certain stores and he couldn't find it. I went online. I was able to get four because they limit you to four. I said, oh, okay, all right, I'm limited four, okay, all right, okay. I said, okay, so you know what? We're going to order four more through the church. Okay, the church ordered four more. So now that I have eight, I was like, Oh, that's good, eight in a matter of an hour, a f- few minutes. So I'm in the, at my desk upstairs in the, in the office, and I, I'm just thinking about that, and I'm praying, and I'm, and I'm like, but God, he, it's Tuesday, and the milk now is not coming till Friday. I said, no, this can't be because the baby needs milk now. So I said, what do I do? He said, involve the kingdom. I said, amen. See how, the ho- how smart the Holy Spirit is? It's wonderful. Makes me look great. So I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, let's do it. So I reached out to my ladies, my leadership from SOAR. I said, okay, ladies, there's a situation. I need you to go out. I, w- I felt like the general dispersing everybody. I was like, go out, and you live over here, and you live in Monroe, and you live here, so go out and find this milk. And they said, Okay. And when I had sent the text out, one of the ladies happened to be right next to Walmart. Now, I had looked on the, online, and Walmart said they did not have any. I looked. It said they didn't. She happened to be right there. She goes, and she says, okay. Okay, God, I'm going. So she went, and what was on the shelf? Five of them right there. So she said, okay. I'm grabbing them. They said, well, you need to pay. Okay. They have it like a Gestapo. Like, you have to pay for it first before you could even take it. Like the lady said, find the register. She's like, I don't have a bag. I didn't think you had it. She said, well, they put it, she pays her it, done, boom. 20, 30 minutes later, Middletown. I got five more. Are you, are you adding these numbers up? Next, next, an hour or two later is more. Another one goes to Monroe. Oh, another one, Manhattan. She calls Manhattan. She said, hey, go, go to this, the pharmacies there, find out. Three more. We go, we call, the one lady sends her husband to some supermarket, she goes to another place. She rolls them out, she goes, wait, Walmart. She goes there, five more. By the end, by nine o'clock that night, we had not one, not two, not 10, but 25 (laughs) cans of. (laughs) Love did that, love increased us, love motivated us to step out of our comfort because I could have just been like, yeah, she got eight coming on Friday. But if the spirit of God lives on the inside of me, how can I even think that I'm going to eat tonight? I'm going to do this. And not only did we do that, we did groceries. I mean, this lady was blessed. Because a people came alive to do what God called us to do. Amen? Woo! That just stirs me up. All right. As believers, I said that, we should always rely. The way we live should testify of God's goodness. We are all preaching something. We are all preaching something. Luke 16, the second half, uh, uh, chapter 16, um, verse 16, the the second half of that says, but now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone is eager to get in. If you believe this mes- message, then you are in. You are in the kingdom. But how about others? How are others going to know? Listen, it's time to live in a way that shows others that you are alive so that they could come alive too. It's time for you to discipline your mind and purpose your heart to live. See, we're all preaching something. And if they look at what you're preaching, are they eager to get in because of what you're preaching? The first move was made is my second point. Now it's your turn. It's your turn. The kingdom made the first move. It came. It's here. It's what Paul was preaching about in Thessalonica in, Ber- in Berea in the, uh, to the Athens. And people were entering it by recognizing the validity of what had already come. Look at Acts 17, And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly. To Paul's message, they searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching truth. Now, this is a question that I really want you to think about. Are you searching the scriptures? Are you those watching to know, live, and move in truth? Or are you just okay with whatever you're told? That challenged me that challenge are we are we searching it that way are we leaving after service and, and throughout the week and listening again because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word are we digging into the word or are we just okay with what we tell you and just walk the you know the rest of our lives just okay i've been told that or is it moving us Because the kingdom made the first move. It's your move now. You have to do something with this. The more you move towards meditating on the truth, the less you'll be controlled by others' lies, false ideas, the culture, societal norms, idols. Come on. You start to mature and grow in the things of God, the light comes on. I call that enlightened by the truth. So the more you move towards truth, the less you you, you live and operate in the lie. Uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. The light, our light should be shining in the darkness. See, God's word is your lifeline. It is the key that sets you free. And it's why you cannot afford to lose sight of the one true God. You know, many, many people, they don't want the light shining on what they're doing or not doing. Many people don't want that. They don't want to move. They're okay with being just like the philosophers, spending their time doing nothing. The word, which is Jesus, is alive and powerful, inspired by the Holy Spirit to give us a vibrant relationship with our very real and awesome God. Listen, don't be satisfied with just knowing him at a distance. No, make knowing him top priority and you will find everything you need hidden in the word. Listen, it's time to move out of the way the things, the idols robbing your life. What are those things stopping you? You know, for some, and I, and I have a box here just to, to, to illustrate it. For some, things that can be that, because we think like this, we think idols are these wood images. And they're, and they're more than just wood images that people have. An idol can be money. Money. Seeking money all the time. Nothing wrong with money, but the love of it. Don't love money. Love the one who allows you to produce it. So if this is an idol, maybe what we need to do is take it and move it out the way. Time to box that up. Or maybe it's the things that you own. I just chose this. it looked nice. Houses, cars, things—just you know that image. Anything that's in the way of you moving, gotta box that up. Maybe it's your image—the way you appear, the way you look, what you think, how you dress—you know, what, what it could be something like that. Maybe that's an idol. We don't think of this as an idol, but it can be a very, you know, a very big one. Sometimes it's your career. I got to put that first, you know, I can't do that. Nope, I got to put that first. I'm climbing to the top, baby. Again, forgetting who your source is and who's your provider. Or maybe it's that TV. I chose an old one. (laughs) Retro. Remember that TV? Anybody had the pliers that had to change the button? or you had the hanger for the antenna. Y'all telling on yourselves how old you are. (laughs) Remember, TV takes up all your time. It's broadcasting to you. It's telling you, you're listening to the latest ideas, listening to the latest commentary, filling yourself with this, and it's in the way. Or maybe, and there's gonna be so many, I would've been here all day, maybe it's that past hurt past people that were in your life that hurt you maybe it's things that happen and you're making this an idol and you're allowing this to rob you for where god wants to take you as a matter of fact when i was writing this the holy spirit gave me this the past is robbing you you have made decisions because of things that had happened to you we don't negate that that it happened um it's time, okay, so I, but we don't negate that happen. It's time to negate it from keep happening it. It happened, but you keep allowing it to happen. And thus, it's limiting you. It's time to take all these things and, and just pack them up. Now, sometimes when we take them and we say pack them up, right, we say, okay, I, I could do that, Pastor. I'm going to go right now, and I'm going to pack these things up. And you pack them up. And you try to use, you use scotch tape in case you have to break it open again. See, this safe ain't going to hold. It's time to take the big guns out. Because when you pack things to move, you're not packing it with little scotch tape. It's time to move those things out of the way and take it. pack it up now pretend that was packed up well (laughs) you don't got time time is limited (laughs) but you get the picture right it's time to pack those things and move them out and the way you do it is through the word of god you pack that he unpacks life amen Amen. Okay, let me go back to my notes because it moved. All right, here we go. I'm doing good on time. Okay, here we go. Um, Here, let's we pass that. We pass that. We got the word. Amen. La- the third point I want to make to you today, each day matters. So get bu- get busy being. Each day matters. Get busy being. So the first one is we live. The second one was move. This is what we move, we gain knowledge by moving things out the way. And the third one is we get busy being. Every part of your being was created by God with the purpose of serving, obeying, and loving him and others. God is calling out for us to believe him so that we can receive our place in the kingdom and his family. It may be hard to believe that you're the chosen child of the king, but you are, and and how you feel doesn't change what he's already said. Listen, in Christ, there's no confusion of identity. Let me show you. Colossians 1, uh, 26 through 27 says, the mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time, but now is out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just the Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out. Regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing, the mystery in a nutshell is is just this. Christ is in you. So therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. Believer, any believers in the house? Christ is in you. Your identity, your being is Christ in you. There is power in you. There is authority in you. There is greatness in you. We were able to do that this week, those two things, and much more. I mean, there were so many things going on this week. Not because of us, but because of who's in us. We were able to move. We were able to come together. We were able to stand on the word of God. We were able to do what seemed impossible. There was a giant in front of us, but a giant of a God inside of us. In the kingdom of God, we live out of the overflow of God's love. I live out of that love. I de- I'm dead to the old things. I live out of that. And therefore, I'm, we're able to pour out our lives in love to God and to others. That is the fruit that God wants. John fifteen sixteen talks about that. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Come on, point to yourself. Me, that's me. He's talking to this personal. I appointed you. Jesus, that you should go, not stay sitting down doing nothing, but go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask in the Father's name, he may give you. There is so much more fruit in you that you have not discovered. There's so much more in you, but you're allowing the past to rob you. Put it down. Move it out the way. It's time to be. It's time to live. There's this song that I keep listening to. It's called Worthy. And there's a line in there that says, he's the fire in my bones. Every day that I get up, I get up with this fire in me. That says, You move because of me. You do because of me. You live because of me. And I get my instructions from him to do what he's called me to do. And sometimes it's not easy. But I'm able because he's able. And there are days that I may forget that he's the one that's sending and he's the one that's doing but I choose to live my life alive. I choose to live my life with, with that so I can it, it be a preaching to others that what he did for me, he'll do it for you. We live, we move, and have our being because of God only. Do you see how this is progressive? It, it, it's, it's the progression of the kingdom, I want to call it. You know, the law, one of the laws of the kingdom is love. And if you look at this, what I was talking about today, this is continual. This just doesn't stop. The first part of it is live. Live. Without Christ, you can't live. I want to speak to those watching. Without Christ, there is no life. When you, when you, be, when you live, you're made alive. How can, how can we be alive yet not move? Alive in Christ by receiving the good news. You believe it. And as you believe it, you become alive in Christ. I don't know about you, but it paints such a beautiful picture to me. And then you move. That's the renewing of your mind. You grow up in the things of God. Your mind says they shift. You move things out the way. You're renewed internally. You become an active part of the church. You develop relationships. You're part of the family, of the community. You move. You move. You get connected. You want to come out. You want to call. You want to be part of. You don't just sit in a pew and do nothing. Because you want to move. There's something in you. I've seen Jesus move. I've seen him move with the prostitutes. I've seen him move with the ca- tax collector. He didn't just move with the religious folks. As a matter of fact, the, the religious folks moved away from him. He went into the dark places, and he shut, his light shined there. You know, that's why. Let me tell you the heart of why we do trunk or treat. That's Why? They're going to do it anyway. And the devil does not get a day. He does not. He does not. There are people that we have an opportunity to love them in the midst of dressing up. Because there's nothing evil about dressing up. It's what the enemy twists. And for too long, the church has been lied to. Stay in your houses, close your doors, close the shutters, turn off the lights. Why? Who are you afraid of? We're supposed to be the light in there. And for many years, I, 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 I tell on myself, I did not want, I did trunk-a-treat just to do it because pastor wanted me to do it. I didn't want to say, oh, I don't want to do trunk-a-treat. Oh, it's so much work and blah, blah, blah. And one day I had a revelation because we were able to pray with the family. And then that family started coming to the church and, and they got their lives together. I said, we gotta move out the way. Because even in that, God can do great things. Now, I didn't say all that to try to convince you. You do as you as you see fit, but I know that I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna live, and I wanna be what Jesus called me to be. And we and being. Stand up for this. Walking in your identity, operating in the power and the authority given to you by God, being a light to the world, and bearing fruit that will last. That's being. That's being. And I pray that this stirred up a fire in your bones today. I pray that this stirred up something in you and even when you get home that you can't knock this out of you that you're, when you're sleeping, God's going to wake you up at three in the morning. <laughs> Cause he wakes me up at three in the morning <laughs> to pray for people, to love on people, to preach the gospel of the good news to people so that they won't go to hell and be eternally separated. That's the heart of God. How can we, believer, being alive, not have that same heart towards people? Only caring about ourselves and what we get, that's not what the kingdom is about. God will take care of you. You take care of his kingdom, he'll take care of your castle. Put him first. It's time to move, church had an idea not so long ago of taking boxes and putting it all over this building so that we can get a vision of a church that moves, but also a church that is going to move out of this building for a bigger space so that more people can come. We can't get comfortable here. This was God's, he, he, he provided this for us, and this is great, and we've used it, and we've honored the Lord with it, but it's time to move because there's more people to reach. There's more leadership to grow. There's more of you to be part and connected because there's a world out there that's dying without Jesus. Jesus. If that doesn't move you, then I don't know, check, check your pulse, I don't know time that we move there's violence out there and we are the people we are the church and we have to say not on my watch not on my watch so this morning I want to give those an opportunity that don't know the Lord first that you have there's a relationship that God wants with you He wants it so much. He wants to do things in your life that you've been wanting and dreaming about, but if you would only allow him in. Just like I mentioned earlier, so that he also could be the fire in your bones. That one that wakes you up and drives you. And today we have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to receive him as your Lord, as your Savior. I had to do it. I received him, and my world was turned upside down. I was never the same. And although things kept coming and happening in my life, one remained the same, Jesus. He always remained consistent, even when I messed it up. But he's never messed it up. If that's you this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you just need to, this was a, this was a good shake-up for you this morning, to remember who you are. Maybe you just got to say, you know what, Lord, Father, I've been allowing things to be in the way I need you. I need to move those things out the way. Show me Holy Spirit. But I need to just refocus, rededicate my life to you, Father. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you boldly, just lift your hand you want to receive Christ as your savior, just lift your hand. The Bible tells us that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. It doesn't take you fixing things. Let him, through his spirit, he'll change you. It takes you receiving the good news that you can enter into. If that's you, repeat after me this morning. Say, Jesus, I believe. You are the son of God. You came to this earth to die for me so that I can rise again. Today I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. Here I am, Lord. Do something with me. Father, we thank you.